Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to Be The Vibe Radio with your hostess, Chrysalis Sun, and we are going in for the first Why in the Sky of the Year 2020. Happy New Year, everybody. Hey. Yeah, so who we got here? This is Shaman Hands in the building, and I've got a whole lot to say. (laughs) Yes, we are super excited. I know you guys can tell, first of all, because... 2019 is done. I'm so glad to just retire 2019. (laughs) Um, But the fact that 2020 just started with the bang, like we're only five days in and it's just a lot. But this is the reason why we started the Why in the Sky in order to prepare you guys for January 2020. So this this episode is going to be jam-packed with a ton of information. It's going to probably be longer than our normal Why in the Skies because we've got so much to talk about. But, but you know, I feel like it's, it's, it's necessary because, man. So, I'm sweating already. Man. Just thinking about it. <laughs> so, yes, um, definitely get your, your journals, your pen and pads ready so we can go ahead and break this stuff down. So for those of you who may be new to uh, Be The Vibe Radio, um, my name is Chris Lisson. I am the creatrix of this podcast. I am a uh, oracle seer. I am a Reiki practitioner. Um, I am a Lukumi practitioner, priestess. Um, <laughs> conjure woman, uh, you know, your local witch. <laughs> yeah, she don't play. <laughs> and many other things, but mostly I am, you know, I am definitely into healing and also into just um, education, you know, educating people. My, my mission is sovereignty. So, you know, that's the reason why there's a wide range of topics on this podcast. Um, just uh, my goal, my purpose is to just bring you information and give you the tools and knowledge that you need to liberate yourself because I'm all about liberation and sovereignty. And uh, I'm going to let Mr. Uh, Shaman Hands introduce himself. What's going on, everybody? This is Reverend Sean Wells Goldman here, your friendly neighborhood minister. I'm a healing minister, an astrology minister an Aberisha in the Lukumi tradition, also a certified wellness consultant, certified product consultant, a certified registered metaphysician in the World Metaphysical Association. And I honestly have a lot of other things that I could say, but I feel like I want to give as much time to the actual meat of this discussion as we possibly can, because for those of you that have been tuning in to our previous shows, you know that Chrysalis gives me a limited amount of time. <laughs> and <laughs> today is going to be a little different. I just, yeah, there's just no way, y'all. I'm looking at my calendar right now in front of me, and I just showed Chrysalis my calendar. It's a lot of time. circles on there. <laughs> It's like, well, so, one, two, three, four, five, six, don't, seven, don't eight, scare them, honey. Don't scare them. 13 circles. See, now, mind no. you, there's only 31 days in the month of January. And Y'all 13. just ignore that. <laughs> just ignore that for now. Don't All them pictures that you're getting in your mind about what that might mean, just ignore it. Just ignore it. But we're going to get into it. But it is a lot. I can't lie. Like, I mean, goodness. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. I just, I have to be honest, y'all. It's a lot. But we're going to... um. 
hopefully have some fun tonight. Uh, honey, you think we can put some humor in here from of time course, to time? Of course, of course. Help lighten the load. It's a great month. I can't wait to talk about it. It's a, I mean, okay. Um, I'm glad that you uh, are that optimistic about it. Hopefully we can help some other people be optimistic about it. <laughs> But um, just buckle your seatbelts, folks, because we have an interesting ride. And um, just to give you a heads up, we're not going to get too far ahead of ourselves. But this intensity that a lot of y'all might be feeling already is not going to calm down until, like, March. So we're going to cover January today. But, um, yeah, welcome to 2020. It's going to be something else. Yes. So I'm going to open my portion um, to talk about this meme um, that I had seen on Facebook that was so perfect to describe like this episode. So it was like this meme and um, on the top part, it said, um, oh, you know, January 1st, um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, the new year 2020 is, is going good so far. So far, so good. And then it said January 2nd, oh, Australia's on fire. And then January 3rd, oh, World War Three. And then the bottom it said, well, that escalated quickly. <laughs> and I just cracked up because it, that totally was the feeling. You know, we go, we're going, we had our New Year's Eve. You know, ours was pretty, you know, uh, what we, it was pretty, um, uneventful I guess it was very uneventful because I saw what was coming I needed to save my energy yeah we just kind of you know I don't even think we stayed up until midnight you know so it was uh, yeah I think we (laughs) it was very uneventful Mm -hmm. I mean and I just my dreaming has been crazy but that's a whole other you know probably a whole other episode but you know um and then you know I was like okay January 1st this is cool all right and then (laughs) all of a sudden shit just hit the fan like immediately you know at day two of of, of of the year so you know um that's the perfect description and so going right into my card reading um now i was shuffling the cards the other day and one card just jumped out now mind you this is the first time that i've done a, a reading for the month where a card just literally flew out and anybody who is uh, familiar with tarot or any type of card readings when a card jumps out of the deck that's the one that you want to pay attention to that's the one that's speaking the loudest and that card was the ten of pentacles now when i turned that card over i was very excited because the ten of pentacles Ten of Pentacles means money. The Ten of Pentacles represents the tangible, tangible rewards for your hard work. That's why I say that this month is great because this is a money-making month. But it's only for those who put in the work. Now I'm excited because I put in the work, you know. So, and I know a lot of my colleagues and peers, they've also put in their work, and I'm seeing them reaping the results. Um, of these tangible rewards, you know, they're reaping tangible rewards from the work that they put in. Um, So yes, this is a month of prosperity for those that have put in the work. Um, This is a month for long-term success. So you, this is not a time to think short-term gain. This is long-term gain. This is years down the line. This is generations down the line. You know, this is the type of mindset that you need to have for the month of January as you're putting in your hard work. This is a month for financial security. This is also a month for contribution. Now, this is the reason why this is, you know, I I stress this as extremely important because contribution means putting energy out. 
And so, you know, like I said, this is a month of financial gain and rewards for the work that you put in. That's your contribution. You put your contribution out and then you reap your reward. But this is also a, a month for what you contribute to your family and what you contribute to your society. So this goes into the theme where I've talked about in, in several podcasts about, you know, this is not a time to be a lone wolf. This month is highlighting and and uh, illustrating why, because this is all about what you're contributing to your family, what you're contributing to your community. Mm. Now, on the other side, though, there's financial failure or financial loss, a lack of success. And these are for people who haven't been putting in the work, mm. who have been bullshitting, who are not contributing to their families or their communities. It's not just your community and your family that suffers. It's you that's going to ultimately suffer. Another strong theme for the month of January is the lovers. The lovers came up. Um, Uh, Yes. And the lovers is a major arcana. So, you know, I'm not going to get into a tarot lesson, but you have the major arcana and you have the minor arcana. The major arcana represents the, the universal or the celestial aspects of the tarot. The major arcana also represents the actual zodiac. So the lovers represents Gemini, the zodiac of Gemini. Um, but the biggest lesson and message that the lovers present is balance, harmony, bringing together of the masculine and feminine, cooperation. So that comes up again, right? Alignment. Um, Another aspect of the lovers is choice, right? Um, so this is saying that there's a this is a very critical time for the choices that we make. And remember, going back to the the ten of pentacles, we're talking about long term success. So when you're presented with choices for this month, make decisions that are going to um, help you out in the long run. Right. It's very critical because, like I said, we're talking about years and generations of results from the choices that you're making right now. Another thing that's important is your values and being in alignment with your values. This is not a time for hypocrisy. What, What this means is that whatever our values are, the way we speak, the way we act, the things that we do, um, our mindset all have to be in alignment with our values. We have to have complete balance with our values because our values ultimately reflect what it is that we want. And what we want goes back to our choices. So these are all, you know, um, interconnected and they're all stair-stepping, you know, us and preparing us for our ultimate goals and our ultimate gains. Now, oddly, um, you know, when I was thinking about the energy for January and just from past wine disguise that we've done leading up to this month, I was expecting there to be a lot of fire, a lot of wands showing up in this month's reading. And oddly enough, that was not the case. Why? Why do you think you were expecting that? Because wands represents um, manifestations. It also represents hot energy, like quick um, heightened energy, manifesting projects coming into fruition, um, creation. And so that's the energy that I was kind of feeling because, you know, we already know that January is a transitional month. It's a big change, um, energetically, like across the globe. Um, it's a, it's a uh, month of transformation. And so the suit that represents transformation in tarot is the wands 
Um, so I was expecting that, but oddly, that wasn't the case. The reading for this month was a lot of water. Water represents emotions. <laughs> And I know why. Right. And so, right. And so, you know, I was like, oh, you know, water, emotions. Um, The cards that showed up were both the page and the queen of cups. Now, this, this, uh, it's interesting that both the page and the queen show up in opposite sides of each other in the spread because, you know, we know that for those who study tarot, that the court cards, page, knight, king, and queen represent characteristics of that suit and actual people and also various stages of our development in that suit. The page is the youngest of the court cards and, and, and the page of cups is basically the youngest uh, steps in our emotions. Mm. So the page of cups represent immaturity, emotional instability. <laughs> um, so it's, it's, it, but then you have the queen of cups that actually represents the mastery of emotions. The king and the queen of, of whatever suit represent the mastery of that suit. So the queen represents the mastery of emotions. So you've got the page on one end and you got the queen on the other. This lets me know that this is a wide range of ups and downs for this in emotions for the month of January, you know, wide, wide spectrum. Um, so, you know, like I said, the page of cups represents, um, you know, immaturity, emotional immaturity. Um, but it also, it's also the card for artists. Um, it represents creativity. It also represents opportunities. It represents intuition. Now on the flip side, you've got the, the emotional immaturity, but you also have doubt and blocks. So this is telling me that this is not the month to doubt your intuition. Mm. You know, this is not the oh month to <laughs> doubt anything on the spiritual realm right now, right? Can I just can I just say like before you even continue any further, like the way that your card spreads reflect what the stars are saying. I know I've said this before, <laughs> but it just blows my mind because everything you're saying, I'm like, damn, am I gonna get a turn? Like. <laughs> I'm about to talk about all that exact same thing. And I know it's going to be a little different with the stars, but I just had to jump in and say that. Like, that's just so fascinating to me. Like, everything you're saying, yo, I'm just over here rolling my eyes like, wow. Yeah, he really is rolling his eyes, like, literally. Like, (laughs) he's like, dang, dang, you should see his face. Like. (laughs) That's crazy. Mm -hmm. So now we have the Queen of Cups, which, again, is the mastery of emotions. But she also represents compassion going in the, being in the flow. Um, when on the flip side, the negative aspect is the need for self-care and codependency. So basically the, all the water in this spread for this month means that our emotions are going to determine our, the outcome, mm. whatever the outcome is for this month. Mm. And the reason why this is important, because now we've got all this politics happening about us being upset about this 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 uh, impeding war with Iran. And our emotions are stirred up in this. So, Don't forget China and Russia. Yeah. The whole globe, apparently. Right. That's where everybody wants you to think. Right. Hint, hint. So with all these emotions going on, it's very important to... Focus on the 
uh, positive aspects of the page and the queen. Focus on your creativity. Focus on your intuition. Um, mastering your emotions. Being compassionate. Going with the flow. Um, focus on your self-care. Also, focus on your emotional independence. This is not the time to be codependent on any level, right? Um, the emotions are a very, very serious aspect of this month because these emotions will also affect how we make our choices, these choices that are presented to us. So we have to make sure that we are in a clear space to honor our emotions, um, trusting our intuition, going with the flow, being compassionate, and in that space, then move forward with the choices that we're making. And the reason why is for the last card, which is the Eight of Wands. Now, remember earlier I said that I expected there to be a lot of wands in the reading, and there wasn't, but the one wand card that was pulled is the most dynamic of the wand cards. <laughs> so I was like, okay, you know, it's 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 the most it's the one that has the most impact, the most force, which is the eight of wands. The eight of wands represents swift passage, extremely quick manifestations, quick changes, and alignment. So again, this goes back to the theme of alignment. Um, now, the Eight of Wands, it is like the, the strongest card for creation and manifestation, but it's the quickest manifestation. So all of our most fast or immediate changes that we want to make would happen for this month so far. You know, this January be the month for that to happen with this Eight of Wands energy. Um, the thing about the Eight of Wands is that it symbolizes a portal. Um, and a portal, once open, cannot be closed. You have no choice but to flow with it. And so that's the reason why we go back to the, 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 the water cards going with the flow. Because once that momentum happens with the Eight of Wands, ain't no closing that portal. It's happening. Um, so the best thing right now to do with that is understand that the universe is propelling you towards your goal using this eight of one energy, this fire energy. You have no time for fear or thinking you aren't ready for the things that you say that you want. Like this here <laughs> at this point, once you think it and you align yourself with it, it's coming to knock on your door. You can't just decide that you don't want to open the door at this point. As a matter of fact, it ain't even no knocking. Like the wind's going to just blow the door open and it's coming. Mm -hmm. That's what the eight on one energy represents. So that's another reason why it's very important for you to be in alignment with your values and to be very clear about your choices and to be an emotional centered space. Because again, the manifestations are happening. And so you have to make sure that you really want these things that you're saying that you want to manifest because it's going to be a situation where you think it and then tomorrow or not even tomorrow, an hour later, you, you know, <laughs> like you could say, oh, I want this job. And then an hour later, you get an email with a job offer. It's That's the type of month this is going to be. Um, so with that being said, it's very, very vital to be laser focused. Determine what you want and then align all your energy, resources, and focus on that goal. Remove distractions. Mm. Okay. Mm. <laughs> Remove distractions. Please, y'all. Because that's a part of all, this is a part of that energy. Because of the eight of wands being such a portal, again, wherever you put your energy, your emotions towards, that portal is opened. So you don't want any distractions because it's going to pull you away from what it is that you want. 
Um, Don't look for us on social media. <laughs> yeah, because Jimmy, y'all, you know, those of you who follow me on Instagram, you see, I've been on hiatus since the 24th. Um, I've been removing distractions. Um, you know, so focus, um, concentration, willpower, determination, but also be strategic and make sure you are finishing your goals before you're starting a new one. So these are the main themes for the card reading for the month of January. So I'm going to go ahead and take my little breath, my little breather. And uh, cause I just, you know, that was a lot to channel right now, that information, but um, I'm going to go ahead and. Uh, Can't wait. Hold on. Can you repeat that last gem that you dropped right there? Being strategic. Uh-huh. Yes. Oof. So you want to make sure that you are strategic and that you are finishing your goals, your goal before you start a new one. Okay. That part just um, stood out to me for a reason that we're going to get to in a little bit. I just wanted to make sure that that was um, given more than once so that that could kind of sink in, mm-hmm. that, that part right there. But um, wow. Wow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and pass the baton over to Reverend Sean Ooh. with this, these, all these notes and these circles and everything, Man. so he can get into the astrology. I need to take a sip of this water. <laughs> okay. <laughs> How are we doing out there? Everybody good? Um, I'm hoping that by now everybody has their pen and pads out. If you did not have it out at the beginning, um, this one is going to be a little different for me. So once again, I just want to give a a quick shout out to Chrysalis. Um, Thank you so much for having me on here every month um, and for inviting me to come on your show. This was an absolutely wonderful idea. (laughs) And um, we've been getting a lot of really good feedback, y'all. So thank you to everybody out there that's been reaching out to us privately and publicly, um, telling us about, you know, the the benefits of this podcast and what you've been able to receive from it. That means a lot. It's really, really helpful to us to know how much this helps you guys. Um, And any feedback that you can give us as far as, you know, any improvements, um, anything that you'd like to see in the podcast that we haven't been doing, uh, we may be able to incorporate it depending on um, what it is. So just let us know, you know, mm-hmm. let us know your ideas and um, that feedback is much appreciated. All right. So 2020, guys, we are here. We've been talking about this year for a while. 2020 vision is one of the main mm-hmm. themes. Of this year, and that means a lot of different things to a lot of people. Um, I was actually listening to a, another podcast, one of my favorite podcasts, earlier today, and um, one thing that was brought up was the idea that you know a lot of us are coming into this year talking about 2020 vision, um, but you want to sit back and give some thought to like, are you really ready to see what's really going on? Because a lot of people out here have been putting their blinders on. They've had their blinders on for a very long time. Um, And I know my black sheep out there, y'all know what I'm talking about because a lot of y'all have been feeling real lonely for a long time. Y'all trying to figure out, like, why does everybody else around you, you know, seem to just walk around, um, you know, turning a blind eye to everything. And um, you're like, you know, where's your support? You've been looking for your support. Maybe it's your family that you feel like isn't jumping on board with your ideas. 
or supporting you with living a life that you feel like is is the truest life you can live and really acknowledging what's going on out here um without you know faking the funk Mm. right Mm -hmm. so keep in mind when we say 2020 vision yes we mean that you can enjoy having clear vision but just keep in mind of all the implications of that that means that if you haven't looked at the dark and ugly sides of this thing then this is the year where it's really gonna come to the surface for you Mm -hmm. all right so just keep that in mind um, and like I said in my uh, Facebook Live where I was talking about the Saturn-Pluto conjunction, you know, I don't want this to be about doom or gloom because that's not—that's definitely not what this is about. Um, and, and we're going to get into how to, to harmonize with these energies here in just a second. Um, but before I get into the meat of this, I just want to kind of put some of these things in your mind because this energy is nothing to play with. This energy is nothing to play with. And a lot of what I'm about to get into right now just does not just apply to January, okay? January is a huge month. I've been talking about January since the Why in the Sky podcast first started, okay? And really, even before I got on the podcast on other platforms, I've been talking about this for a very long time. And now we're here. So the number one alignment we're going to be discussing if you don't already know, is the Saturn-Pluto conjunction. And we've got less than a week to go before it goes exact. Now, a lot of you have already um, seen some of the, the activity associated with this, especially since we heard about, you know, this whole Iran thing. Mm-hmm. And um, what was that, Friday, I think, mm-hmm. was when, you know, kind of, Went on blast all over the internet and social media. Everybody was kind of just, you know, losing their mind. And, you know, everybody's got something to say about it. And, you know, oh my God, what are we going to do? What does this mean? Is this World War Three? All this kind of stuff, right? So this is the beginning of what we're talking about when we say watch for the illusions, protect your focus, listen to your emotions, especially your intuition. And we're going to get into the details of that right here okay um now before we get into the saturn pluto conjunction and talk more in detail about what that means i'm going to go in order from the beginning of january to the end of january now like i said i'm gonna do this a little bit different today because there's so much to talk about typically i will go through the whole month fairly quickly just to give you all the dates so that you can write down all of the dates of the major highlights, the interplanetary alignments, the uh, the transitions that the planets are making when they change signs and anything else that shows up that I think y'all need to um, be aware of, right? I fly through the month, give you all the dates, and then I go back, and then I go further into detail about the specifics of um, the biggest highlights that I can fit in at the time, right? But this time, it's <laughs> <laughs> so much going on that I'm just going to kind of take my time from the beginning of the month to the end of the month instead of going back over it twice because there's a very, very interesting story unfolding with this energy. And it has a lot of implications, like Chris Liz said, for a long time. Like this isn't just something that we're discussing so that we can know what to do about it in January. 
Okay, you're going to want to apply this information we're giving you tonight for the rest of the year. All right, so we're going to take a quick little pause and have a commercial break so we can collect these coins. All right, everybody, are we ready? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Let's dive in. Let's dive in. Okay, so really quick, I want to acknowledge um, it's important that we all know if, you, if you're not already up on this. Uh, one of the things that was so interesting about this past Friday um, with, you know, the political news and all of that, that actually happened smack dab in the middle of eclipse season. So for those who didn't know, yes, we are in the middle of eclipse season right now. That's a whole nother aspect to this energy um, that we're experiencing right now and why it's so intense. So we're going to talk about the eclipses, but I want to um, remind everybody who did know and let everybody who didn't know, um, I want to let you know that December 26th, just going to do a quick recap of December so we know how we got here. December 26th, we had a solar eclipse, and guess where? Capricorn. <laughs> I love the goat, though. She loves the goat. I know a lot of y'all goats <laughs> are going through it right now, though. Yeah. Because we're going to be talking about Capricorn a lot. We've been talking about Capricorn a lot, but tonight we're definitely going to be talking about Capricorn a lot. So go ahead and put that in your mind. If you're not familiar with Capricorn energy, now is the time to study Capricorn energy. There's only so much I'm going to be able to get into it tonight. But the more you study Capricorn energy and the more you understand Capricorn energy, that includes Saturn, the better off you will be this month and the better off you will be with understanding the material we're going to be going over tonight. So with the Saturn, um, I apologize, excuse me, with the solar eclipse being in Capricorn the day after Christmas, what that means is we were dealing with the energy of sudden and unexpected change in the sign of Capricorn. All eclipses, write this down, all eclipses deal with sudden and unexpected change. That's going to come up again later tonight in the conversation. All right. So with that being December 26th. Guess what? We have another eclipse this Thursday. No, Friday, right? What's, what's this Friday? The 10th. Looking at my notes. I got a lot of notes tonight, y'all. Yes, the 10th. That's this Friday. We have a lunar eclipse. So last Friday was, like I said, pretty much smack dab in the middle. Hence all of the interesting activity that took place, right? So we're going to talk more about the eclipses in a little bit. But I just wanted to kind of give you that framework to um, set up a nice little backdrop in your mind so you can kind of get a better idea of where we are right now um, as we look into where we're headed for the rest of the month. Now, not only do we have the eclipse at the end of the month in December, we also, two days right after the eclipse, that was December 28th, we had Mercury entering into, guess what sign? Capricorn. The coat. <laughs> <laughs> I love you so much. <laughs> so, as I've said in previous um, episodes, we've had a lot of activity in Capricorn, guys. Now, that activity has switched up a little bit because I want to say it was the beginning of December, maybe the end of November, right around that time. 
we had a pile up, a huge pile up of stuff in Capricorn. Now we're still dealing with a huge pile up. It's different planets involved. Some of them are the same. Some of them are different. But the theme of Capricorn being a main point of focus has been the case for a while. But all of this has been setting us up to understand a lot of what this Saturn-Pluto conjunction is going to be about. So we've been getting a lot of prep time for this, right? We've been getting a lot of clues about where this stuff is going. We've been getting those for months now. But now it's time to actually see what it's all about. So that was what the end of December looked like. Now let's jump into January. So last week, we talked about last week a little bit already. But just to reiterate, last Friday... January 3rd, Mars entered Sagittarius. So that means Mars was in the sign of Scorpio. It's been in the sign of Scorpio for a little while. And just this past Friday, the same day we've been talking about, same day we've been reiterating with all of the political news that just came out, that was actually the exact same day that Mars went into Sagittarius. That is not a coincidence. Sagittarius deals with foreign places, long-distance travel. That is not a coincidence. Mars deals with war, competition, fighting, aggression, ego. The idea of me, 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 me. It's all about me and not you. There is no you. It's just me. That's Mars. All right? So with that energy, with that planetary energy, Switching from Scorpio to Sag, that means it's moving out of an energy from being in the dark, from being hidden, from being um, unseen. And now it's coming out into the last fire sign of the Zodiac. So Mars is passion, fire. Sagittarius is passion, fire. And it's the last fire sign, which means it's going to be expressing itself in a way where it's basically saying, okay, I'm going out with a bang. All right, so I'm hoping that kind of sheds some light on some things. Um, moving on, because we got a lot to talk about. I want to kind of skip through, not skip through, but I want to kind of move pretty quickly through the um, the highlights that are not really um, centered around the actual Saturn-Pluto conjunction, because we definitely need to talk about that more than anything tonight. So everybody got that. That was January 3rd. Now, today is the 6th. Now, when we first started recording this, it was the 5th. We won't talk about what happened, but just know something happened. <laughs> <laughs> something happened. We had to get ourselves together because it wasn't too fun. But once again, we are in what season? Eclipse season. Mm -hmm. That's the kind of stuff you got to be able to, to handle when it's eclipse season. We had a little recording snafu. But now we back. It was a huge recording. Staff. It was it was a huge one. It was a huge one. We started this thing off. The beginning that you heard so far before the commercial was Sunday. <laughs> now it is Monday. <laughs> so we just picked up where we left off. We're going to keep it flowing. All right. But that, I mean, that's actually good. That's a good example to give. Right. This mm -hmm. is the kind of energy that, that we experienced during eclipse season. Exactly. So. And going with the flow, y'all. Please remember that this month. Please, 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 please go with the flow. Um, so today is is Monday the 6th. And that means that the next alignment, um, major planetary event that we have coming is this Friday. I mentioned it before, and now we're going to get into it. The lunar eclipse. 
This lunar eclipse that we have coming at the end of this week will be one of the biggest eclipses we have seen, some of us, our entire lives. I hope everybody got that. I don't really have time to keep reiterating everything I'm saying tonight. But please keep that in mind because a lot of us around eclipse season, we kind of lose our shit. We kind of feel like we don't know what's happening we need clarity. Stuff ain't making sense. I thought things were going this way. Now, all of a sudden, I'm getting thrown a curveball. What the hell? This ain't fair. Yada, 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 right? But lunar eclipses, like I said, eclipses, and this is all eclipses, whether it's a lunar or solar eclipse, is all about sudden unexpected change, right? But there's a specific difference between the solar and a lunar eclipse. What's the difference? It all depends on where the sun is positioned. So, for instance, the sun during the um, solar eclipse that we just had, we know that the sun is in Capricorn, right? The sun was in Capricorn on December 26th, right? Everybody know that, right? So, solar eclipse means that the moon and the sun are in the same sign. They're crossing over the same space in the sky from our perspective. So, that means that all of the focus is being pulled towards Capricorn, it's saying, it's basically saying, hey, look at Capricorn, look at Capricorn. Okay, don't look at me. Okay, now look at me again. That's what Eclipse is all about. It's like you have this this view of how everything is. All of a sudden, the lights go out. Somebody flips the switch, and then everything is rearranged in a way that you don't see. And then, boom, somebody flips the switch back on, and everything is completely rearranged. So it's kind of like a shock energy, right? So the difference between that and a lunar eclipse, now you have attention on both where the sun is and where the moon is. It's two opposite areas. So this particular lunar eclipse, the moon, looking at my calendar here, the moon is going to be in Cancer. All right. The lunar eclipse is at 2.21 p.m. And the sun is still in Capricorn, right? So that means that that energy is going to be triggered again. That Capricorn energy is going to be triggered once again with the same idea of, okay, look at me, look at me. Okay, now the lights go out. Okay, now look at me again. Now everything's changed. Shock, surprise. Now deal with this, right? But on top of that, now you got the same thing going on in um, the sign of cancer. But it's a little bit different because when the moon crosses over the sun, the moon is literally taking the light out. Right. But this time we're dealing with a lunar eclipse where it's not so much that the moon is taking the light out of the sun. You have the shadow of the earth from the sun taking the light out of the moon. I know that's kind of I know that's a lot. Christmas is giving me the, the raised eyebrows on that one. <laughs> <laughs> but just just think of it this way. Keep the idea of mind of, of the light switch. Right. That's that's pertaining to both situations but lunar eclipses can be a little bit more complex because now you got this balance that you're having to deal with you got to focus on the capricorn energy having a major focus and the cancer energy having a major focus so you're basically being told okay not only do you have to pay attention to capricorn energy you got to pay attention to cancer energy and you still have to deal with the fact that it's about to switch up on you while you're balancing both signs out all right. So remember I said study Capricorn energy. This also means that you need to be studying cancer energy. Study both those energies as much as you can. Apply what I'm saying about the light switch and that's going to help you out. All right.
Now, something else real quick I want to say about the lunar eclipse before we move on, because this gets into something Chrysalis talked about during the tarot reading, which is very important. I mentioned that Capricorn is going to be a major theme. Cancer is going to be a major theme. Of course, Saturn and Pluto is going to be a major theme. We're about to get into that next. But the moon has a very, very, very important piece to all of this. Okay. Chrysalis mentioned emotions. And, well, she mentioned, I think she mentioned emotions. But she definitely mentioned intuition and the importance of following your intuition. So, while intuition is always something that we want to look at as being um, spot on and something that is important for us to pay attention to and follow, especially when things get kind of like uncertain in our lives, um, the moon is screaming at us us this month, y'all. It really, really is. Um, And it's going to take a lot of trust on your part. And I think Chrysalis mentioned this earlier. Uh, we're still dealing with this day shift. <laughs> I did mention emotions. Did you mention the divinations? Yes. I don't know if you mentioned that. Um, no, that was that part was part of, of the, the content that we lost. Yeah, that was part of the content <laughs> that we lost. So let me just throw that in here for her. Um, the importance of divination, because that was a beautiful piece that you added, honey. That was great. Um. You want to just say yeah, speak on that? So, I'll let her speak on that. Yeah, so um, what I mentioned when we did this, the first time we recorded this, <laughs> it was um, there's the aspect of illusion. And I think that this is going to be brought up in some of the later dates um, for the things that uh, Shaman Hand brings up as far as the planetary alignments. Um, but emotions and I think stuff going on with Pisces, and he'll talk about that. Um but the aspect of illusion. And so, yes, trusting your intuition. We don't want to doubt our intuition. But at the same time, there's going to be a lot of illusions going on at the same time. So instead of doubting your intuition, the important thing is if you don't do anything else this month, pick up some type of divination. Like tarot, uh, you know, uh, oracle cards. For those of us who are practitioners, throwing ob. If you if you have license to do that, getting even getting readings from from another um, elder. I know I'm getting a reading from from my padrino on interesting enough on Friday. Mm. <laughs> so I was thinking about that as you were speaking, Charlie. Mm. But um, that's a good day to do right. it. Right, but um. Learn some type of divination system so you can check yourself. You can fact check um, your dreams, fact check your intuition, because there's going to be a lot of dreams happening. Our dream is going to get very intense. It's going to be more revealing, but there may be some murkiness going on. You know, some things, some things that are, are clear, but they're not clear at the same time. So instead of being confused or just doubting your intuition, doubting yourself and just dismissing what is it you're picking up on or feeling or seeing or dreaming about divine on it so you can get clarity. So that's what, that's what I brought up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was, I'm going to say this too, while she may be getting a reading on Friday and that may be a good day for y'all to get readings. One thing I'm not going to be doing is any rituals. Mm-hmm. Okay. We've spoken about this before, but I don't do no rituals on, on eclipses. 
well, really during the clip season, I stray away from any major rituals unless it's something that really has to be done. And even then, I make sure I keep it as basic as possible because if it, this is the thing, y'all, like a lot of people get into this whole like, oh, it's a major alignment coming. Oh, this is a super moon. Oh, this is an eclipse. And it's like no matter what we see, if it's something major, we want to work some magic. You know what I'm saying? We, we want to break out our tools and soak up the energy and put it towards something. We want to manifest something. Please be careful with these eclipses, y'all, because that's the remember I just explained part of the main theme when it comes to eclipses is sudden and unexpected change. So if you put in all this energy, you're soaking up all this energy, putting it towards something um, that you're focused on, what's probably going to happen is it's going to be some type of um, like backfire response to that, bringing you something that you couldn't see coming because the energy of sudden and unexpected change has to play out. It has to. That's what eclipse energy is all about. Um, just like Uranus energy, which we're going to get into that uh, in a second. But um, Yeah, I don't even conjure during eclipses. So this will be the second month in a row that I won't even be making my um, any oils or doing any type of yeah. conjure, especially when it comes to things that people are going to be using. You know, people Please. use my products. Right. You know, so I'm extremely intentional when it comes to my washes, my colognes, my oils, um, you know, all of my um, conjure stuff. And so I, because I'm intentional and I want it to have a certain outcome, there's no way I would make that stuff during eclipse because of other people using it, that means that their outcome is going to be completely different. Like, it's going to be unexpected. Right. <laughs> and not at all what, what they intended for the oils. So I'm very I'm very adamant about that. Right. So just, you know, just have a seat. I know we get excited when, you know, big stuff is happening. We want to turn our, our magic on and put our witch hat on and pick up our staffs and wands and all this kind of stuff. Just, you know, and I ain't telling nobody what to do per se. But just please, y'all, just have a seat. Take a bath, you know, if you want to do something that you feel is, is special during that time. Take an extra long nap. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just chill. Get dream. Yeah, get some more rest. Right. It's a wonderful time to get rest. But just, just be passive about it as much as possible. That's all I'm saying. All right? Okay, so wrapping up about the lunar eclipse. Intuition. Why is intuition such a big thing right now? Because the moon... Like I said, it has a very um, interesting piece for this month. The reason for that, you're going to see this popping up over and over and over again with this moon. The moon is going to be opposing a lot of major events. Okay, so all through this month, keep an eye on that as we're talking. I'm going to be speaking on uh, major events that are taking place, and the moon is going to be on the opposite side of a lot of them. Sometimes right before they happen, while they're happening, or what have you, right? But this is a particular instance of that. So the lunar eclipse isn't about the moon just opposing the sun. All of these planets are preparing to line up with Saturn and Pluto, including the sun, right around the same time. So this same day, January 10th, this Friday, different points during that day, the moon is going to oppose Mercury, the moon is going to oppose Saturn, and the moon is going to oppose Pluto all that same day of the eclipse okay so i had to mention that before we went any further because that's going to be a huge tone setter for the rest of the month and guess what comes two days later 
Here we are. This is the big drum roll. Dun dun dun. <laughs> January 12th, y'all. This is it. Now I do want to apologize. I don't know if this part got cut off yesterday too, but for a very long time now, I have been saying that this Saturn Pluto alignment is on January 11th. I made a slight mistake, y'all. It's January 12th. I apologize. Oh, okay. I was a day off. Day off. It's all right. We forgive you. I was a day off. I had to admit that, though, because I know somebody was going to say something about that. You told us January 11th. Okay. Okay. It's January 12th. Okay. So I apologize, but we got to clear it up now. But either way, we're here. We're less than a week away. Okay. So January 12th, Saturn-Pluto conjunction, if you want to know the exact time, it's 11.59 a.m. Eastern Time. All the times I give out are Eastern Times. And this is in Capricorn, folks. The goat. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I think she's trying to uh, to imply something with that. I just like Capricorn. You just, is that it? That's all it is? The goats make me happy. I think she's trying to apply that this is like the greatest of all time in terms of, <laughs> well, in terms of episodes. Month, you guys. I don't know about anybody else, but these first six days of, of the year have been amazing. Go into this month thinking that it's the greatest of all time. Just just do that. I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna claim that that's what she means. How about that? So everybody can use that. All right. So use that. But yes, January 12th. Mercury is going to conjoin Saturn earlier in that morning. And also earlier in that morning, Mercury conjoins Pluto. So everything is pretty much exact at this point. But Saturn and Pluto will be exact. All right. So we got the sun. We got Pluto. We got Mercury. We got Saturn. And we got some other stuff. We're not going to get too advanced. If, if you want the advanced version, contact me for a reading. We can get into the more advanced stuff. But just know there's a whole lot of stuff in Capricorn. Jupiter is in Capricorn, too, right now. All right? So that's actually going to be a major tone setter for the rest of the year, too, with Jupiter only being in one sign a year. So it takes approximately one year for Jupiter to change signs. That's actually really good news because while we're getting all this intense energy with the Saturn-Pluto conjunction, Jupiter is also in the Capricorn energy saying, hey, that's okay. For those of y'all, I think Chrysalis mentioned this in the tarot uh, reading. For those of you all that have been doing the work, especially for a long time, and you like, when is this shit going to end? Jupiter's here to say, hey, I got some rewards for you. Now, the beauty about Jupiter being in the same sign as this um, conjunction means that now we're finally in a place to where the continued work that you're going to be doing, you're going to be receiving rewards for that work immediately now and throughout the rest of the year. That's why I'm having such a good year. That probably is. That probably is. So cheers for Chrysalis. And cheers for everybody else who's having a wonderful new year and dodging all of the propaganda. Continue to dodge it because it's more of it is coming. Trust me. All right. So now really quick before we move on from the Saturn Pluto conjunction, because well, like I said, this is the main we got a lot more to talk about. But this is the main alignment all month and one of the main alignments for sure for the rest of the year. If I didn't say this already, Saturn Pluto conjunctions only happen once, um, excuse me, Saturn-Pluto conjunctions only happen 
three times a century, so approximately 100 years, we only see three of these. And this is the only one we've seen in a very long time in Capricorn. I think it's been about 500 years or so since we've had a Saturn-Pluto conjunction in Capricorn or since we'll see the next one. So that's saying a lot. So just to give you a little um, head start on your Capricorn studies, Capricorn refers to systems, institutions, business. So how's your business looking? I've been talking about that with a lot of people. Okay, it deals with teams. It deals with teamwork. Um, Do you have your team together? Is the team that you're on right now not really so much the proper fit for you? You need to change that ASAP. Okay, I ain't saying get all completely on your own, but even if you have to look at it in terms of your ancestors and your spirit guides of your team and physically you by yourself, if that's what you got to do right now, hey, you got to do it because this is not the time to be on the wrong team, y'all. I'm going to say it. We've been saying that for a while, but I'm going to say it again because it's so important right now for this particular month and this week. On top of the eclipses and all this sudden unexpected change, y'all, this is not the time to be on the wrong team. Okay, so even if you got to take a hiatus from the wrong team and then come back and let them know they're the wrong team later, after you take care of some things and make sure you are all right, do that. Okay, real quick, son, that is the that is like your personality. That is the core of who you are. Okay, that's where the main focus over your life is. Mercury, I'm going through the planets that are associated with this conjunction so you can study this stuff. Mercury deals with a lot of different things. Mercury deals with your communication, deals with your thought processes. It deals with um, how you exchange energy with yourself and with others, all right? One huge thing about Mercury that a lot of us continue to miss is it deals with your health. So if your body has been screaming at you, please listen to it, especially my Capricorns out there. Take care of those knees. Take care of those joints and that skeletal system, all right? Increase that magnesium, all right? Especially if you're an empath, too. Health, 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 okay? Um, Mercury also deals with your daily routine. Um, Have you been paying attention to um, enhancing your daily routine, okay? Um, let's see what else. That's all I'm gonna give you for Mercury. Now, <laughs> there's a lot more I can talk about with Mercury, but just remember these planets. Now, Saturn, Saturn is gonna reiterate a lot of the same stuff that Capricorn deals with because Saturn rules Capricorn, so that's that idea of structure, okay? But more specifically, Saturn deals with discipline, karma, things coming back around and biting you in the ass when you ain't been acting right, okay? But that also means that if you've been putting out a lot of the proper energy. Karma can be something that you actually enjoy, okay? So consider that when you think of all the hard work you've been doing. Now you got Saturn bringing the good karma to you and Jupiter in the same sign saying, here's more rewards, opportunities, growth, and fortune, all right? So that's Sun, Mercury, Saturn, Pluto, and then Jupiter hanging in on the other side of the party. All right. One last thing I want to say about this conjunction, and we're going to move on. Remember that just two days prior to the conjunction, we had a lunar eclipse. That means that the moon was opposing the sun immediately prior to this conjunction. 
So once again, we got that idea of having to balance out two things. So now we're looking at, once again, Capricorn and Cancer. Let's talk about Cancer a little bit. We've gone in on Capricorn. Let's make sure we understand Cancer a little bit because this is going to be very important. you got a lot of weight happening in the sign of Capricorn. We balance that out by giving our attention to Cancer. So even though the moon is already kind of highlighting that a lot as we move into this conjunction, and the conjunction is... uh. On Sunday, we got the, the lunar eclipse Friday, conjunctions soon after that on Sunday, right? So how do we balance that out? What's cancer about? Cancer is about your lineage. Cancer is about your family, your home life. Automatically, we're talking about magic because we're talking about the moon, and moon is talking about emotions, right? But remember, we say be careful with that. So closer to around the conjunction time, and really, you want to kind of... Um, be putting in your mind things that you want to do with your magic, right? After the eclipse kind of settles a little bit. But with that magic, you want to focus on the magic of your ancestors, your people. This is going to be a really, really good time for you guys to figure out what your personal magic is. I know a lot of people have been trying to figure that out. They've been coming into an awareness that it's not so much about just using magic in general, like it's important for you to figure out what your lineage magic is. A lot of people are just now starting to realize that they're trying to figure out, okay, well, why is this particular type of spell not working for me? Why is this particular type of ritual not working for me? Why, when I tap into this type of magic, I'm not really tapping into the magic apparently, because it may not be associated with your personal people, with your bloodline, with your star people, however you want to look at it, right? So cancer is going to help you with that. This highlighting of the energy of cancer means that things are going to be happening, especially around the eclipse, especially after the eclipse. You're going to be having, you're going to be experiencing a lot of things revealed to you, letting you know what your lineage magic is all about. So look for those signs. Okay, look for things that's coming out of the nowhere, telling you like, hey, did you did you think about trying this? Did you think about trying that? This may have something to do more with what you're supposed to be doing as opposed to everybody else. So keep that in mind this coming weekend. Look for those signs and then balance that out by paying attention to your home space. Capricorn is all about the public image and how things are going on in your life in the public eye, in the, in the outer world, outside of your home. The opposite of that is inside your home. So is your home clean? While you're dealing with all of this stuff out in the public, this intense energy, do you have a comfortable home space to come home to to release and relax in and get all the energy off you? Cleanse more. Me and Crystal have been talking about the importance of taking more spiritual baths during this time. Cleansing yourself more often. Using that sage. Using that frankincense. You know what I'm saying? If you don't know how to put a spiritual bath together, Crystal, do you have spiritual baths on your website? On the, the member section, I have a whole... Um video mm. how did i do a video okay be is the it, vibe members yeah for be the vibe members it's either a video on how to make the bath or it's a um step by step okay be the vibe members get on that if you haven't gotten on that already you know what i'm saying because this is going to be a month where spiritual cleansings are of the utmost importance over and over and over again all right if you keep a ball cut like i do make sure you're cutting your hair over and over again keeping that hair off your head Protect that crown when you go out. But more importantly, how is the flow of energy in your home space? Because it can be a lot more difficult to keep your home space clean when you have clutter all over the place all the time and it's like resurfacing and reappearing. So get into the feng shui, 
keep your energies um, flowing throughout the home. Watch where you're putting your stuff. Keep the clutter at a minimum um, or at zero. You know what I'm at saying? Zero. Clean more than often. Mm-hmm. Mop the floors. Just anything that you can think of that has to do with keeping your home space clean, fresh, and rejuvenated over and over and over again. And when I say over and over and over again, I mean over and over and over again. Make it a routine. That's going to help you get through this Saturn-Pluto conjunction energy. And while while you're probably going to still see a whole lot of wackiness going on around you, you will be helping yourself deal with um, the emotions that do come up. And you will be putting yourself in a position where you don't have to deal with as many emotions um, that would otherwise be more overwhelming. All right. Is that is that good? Mm-hmm. Okay. So if anybody got any further questions on the Saturn-Pluto conjunction, I've been doing event readings. That's a new type of reading I've added to my site so that you can focus on any particular event and how that event is going to affect you astrologically in your natal chart. We can focus on interplanetary alignments as being the event, or you could pick a particular day of the year that you know you need to know what's going on. But this particular um, season, a lot of people have been wanting to get event readings specifically around this January 12th date. So I highly encourage you to do that. If you feel like you need that, just go to my website. and I'll make sure I give all my contact information at the end. All right? But that's pretty much the rundown on this Saturn-Pluto conjunction, at least as much as I can get in with the time that we have. Okay, guys. All right, so that's it. Not talking about the Saturn Pluto conjunction directly. <laughs> no more directly. No more. Okay, because I know Christmas wants me to get through this thing, and I don't even know how much time y'all got. But just please, if you can give me a round of applause from wherever you are, that was really, really good for me because I really want to give y'all like five more hours. Oh my God! Worth of information. <laughs> don't do like that. No, I'm just letting I'm just letting people know. Like that's what I want to do. You know, if I could, and if y'all would have me, I would give y'all like five more hours worth of information on just this alignment. Oh my goodness! I'm just, I'm just taking the time to reiterate how big this is. So just keep that in mind, y'all. That particular alignment, January 12th, this may very well be the biggest event all year long. So we're starting off the year like this. But I still see like 11 more circles, though. I mean, it's a lot. Calendar. It's a lot going on. It's that's what I'm trying to tell y'all. It's a, <laughs> It's a lot going on. That just happens to be the biggest thing. But with all this other stuff that's happening, we're about to get into the rest. A lot of this stuff is still adding on to the energy of the alignment because, like I said, we had the lunar eclipse two days prior. Now, the very next day, moving forward, January 13th, we got another event. So we got stuff on either side of this Saturn-Pluto conjunction in addition to the intensity of the Saturn-Pluto conjunction itself i just heard somebody take a huge like sigh and and try to exhale i feel you i feel y'all it is a lot but just just hang in there just keep in mind what we're telling you take take on everything we're saying put this stuff into practice you'll be okay reach out if you feel like you need more assistance all right so what's happening january 13th that's next monday venus enters pisces so remember last month honey you were asking about Venus and Aquarius, and Aquarius mm-hmm. right? And that, that just felt kind of wacky to you. Mm-hmm. So we finally have Venus leaving Aquarius, moving into Pisces. So that means that 
as more emotion, water, 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 subconscious energy, the subconscious mind, divination, mysticism, all right, the dream realm. This is what Pisces is about. But once again, Pisces is about illusion. There's that word illusion again. So please, people, keep in mind when stuff hits the fan and you get shocked with some information or some news that comes on and everybody's jumping on it, talking about it and getting emotional and all this kind of stuff, just sit back, give it a little while. Expect things to be lies this month. That's one good way to approach this month. Oh, that's when we'll be talking about the divination. Yes. Mm -hmm. Because the thing is, you're going to have a lot of stuff jump in your face. It's going to feel very, very real to you. But if you understand that that's what's going to be expected, or that's that's what's to be expected, but you also have a lot of illusion energy behind a lot of the stuff that's happening this month, and suddenly unexpected change energy with a lot of stuff that's happening this month, Understand that when you're triggered by something, give it a while. I would say even more than a day in in most cases. You know what I'm saying? Let yourself sit with it and allow time for the information to resurface or allow time for you to come back to it and take another look at it. Use the divination as a tool in the process. Right? Allow the emotions to settle. And that goes back to what yes. I was saying about the difference between the page of being the page of cups or the queen of cups. You know, if you allow your emotions to settle and, you know, you get clarity at that point, you're transitioning from the page of cups to the queen of cups and mastering those emotions. And with Venus being the planet that we're talking about, this means that we're going to be attracted to the things that bring us the illusions. So we're going to be attracting more illusions than we have been starting next uh, Monday. Okay, so this is going to be the opportune time for a lot of propaganda and a lot of the fear campaign is going to increase. Okay. So just understand that moving into it and, and you'll be better off. All right. Don't fall for these okie dokes. The okie dokes are coming. Okay. Trust me on that. More propaganda, more lies, more illusion. This is the perfect time for the web to be spun. All right. So just sit back on it. Okay. Now, that's Monday the 13th. Now, let's move forward. We got a lot happening that week. This is next week. Wednesday, we have, what's going on Wednesday? That is January 15th. Oh, I get to turn the page, honey. (laughs) We both had like three pages of notes for January. Yes, three whole pages. My pages are usually just half a page. Like, this is how crazy January is. Yes. So, um, okay, January 15th, that's Wednesday. Venus, Venus is coming up again. Venus is in Pisces at this point and is making a sextile with Uranus. I brought up Uranus earlier. Mm -hmm. Uranus is in Taurus, for those of us that don't remember. It's in the beginning stages of Taurus still. It's going to stay there for at least like eight years or something like that, seven to eight years or so. Um, Taurus um, is a highlighted energy um, involving money our value system, our morals, uh, food, um, our pleasure, like how we seek pleasure, the things that bring us pleasure, our personal belongings, um, what we stand for. Uranus deals with that concept of sudden and unexpected change. Okay, so that's a, that's another thing that keeps popping up. 
So one of the things about this particular Venus alignment with Uranus is that not only is Venus now in the sign of illusion, but it's having an interesting angle with this with the planet of sudden and unexpected change. But it is a what we would consider a supportive angle, right? So what that tells me is that later in the year when we had this Venus retrograde, because this is the year that we once again have Venus retrograde and Mars retrograde. So that's a whole nother conversation we ain't got time for. But yes, we're back at the Venus retrograde and the Mars retrograde um, after two years. So if anybody remembers two years ago what that was like, just understand it's coming again. Uh, fortunately, this time they're not like all on top of each other like they were two years ago, but they are coming. Now, this particular Venus alignment with Uranus on the 15th is going to kind of give us a quick preview of what the Venus retrograde is going to be about. Um, because we're dealing with the energy of sudden unexpected change. So it's kind of like Uranus coming in to say like, hey, yes, you got to deal with some sudden unexpected change, but I'm going to give you a little hint. Okay, so you can at least kind of know a little bit what's coming if you can't see it all. All right, so take notes on any sudden unexpected changes that you experience around this time next week. Okay, and that'll help you out later in the year. That was a huge gem I just gave you. Now, Thursday... Still in the same week, January 16th, Mercury enters Aquarius. So Venus just left Aquarius. Now Mercury is entering Aquarius. So the Aquarius energy is basically saying, I'm not going away for a while. <laughs> Aquarius is all about being woke. We talked about that. Uh, I think that got deleted last time. <laughs> the woke folk. The woke folk. All right. So, <laughs> so look for more woke folk on, uh, what did I say, Thursday? Mm-hmm. January sixteenth, right around that time. Just said Mercury. A lot of a lot of more people gonna be talking about being them woke. Being woke and I'm woke and Preaching you need, you need woke, to wake up. The woke sermons. All right, but the good thing about it is Mercury deals with our thought processes. So while Venus may have been attracting the aspects of being woke that you know wanted us to feel better about being woke. <laughs> <laughs> Now, now we actually get to put more thought into what that really means and analyze that, right? And how being woke is actually good for our health. So now it's not just going to be about being woke. It's going to be how do we apply that, okay, in a way that can actually bring us better wellness into our lives, all right? All right, so that is January 16th. So that wraps it up for that week. So next week is a huge week, folks. This week right here and next week are probably the two biggest weeks for the entire month. So moving on to the 20th. January 20th. It's another huge alignment. Well, it was actually a transition, if you will. The sun enters Aquarius season. Yes, all my Aquarius is out there. Shout out to y'all. Big applause, big round of applause for my Aquarius. Y'all been waiting on y'all time. It is here. <laughs> and Mercury actually introduces um, the sun. So right after Mercury goes into Aquarius, the sun comes behind and says, okay, now it is official. We're in Aquarius season. So the goat climbed the mountain and now the, the water bearers is, is <laughs> showing up. <laughs> Oh, Chris, y'all are such a quirky bunch, though. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I ain't say that. I ain't say I that. I said it. <laughs> <laughs> and that happens to be Martin Luther King Jr. Day. So for those of y'all that ain't hating on Martin Luther King Jr., 
Uh, we can give a shout out to Martin Luther King Jr. Yay for Martin Luther King Yay. Jr. All right, so uh, we can wake up on Martin Luther King Jr. Day. <laughs> the woke and, folk. Uh, the woke folk. And um, yeah, matter of fact, um, we may want to uh, look into those who feel some type of spiritual connection with MLK. This is just a little extra sidebar. Um, may want to look into giving him some offerings um, on that day. It just came to me from spirit. I don't know exactly why. I have an idea, but I ain't going to get into that because that's a whole other conversation. A whole other episode. A whole other episode, but I'll just say it's important. All right? So if you feel so inclined, give Martin some offerings on his birthday, and that will help a lot of us. I'm going to just leave it at that. Okay. Now, January 22nd, that is... That Wednesday of the same week, the moon conjoins Jupiter. Now, typically, I don't talk a lot about the moon because the moon, for one, is the fastest moving body that um, astrologers, we tend to follow. And so it's changing signs so much. It's just, you know, it's like we don't really, unless it's like a full moon, new moon, eclipse, or, you know, some other major um, um, event like that. We don't tend to, you know, talk about all the, the individual alignments that it makes with all the different planets because we'd be talking about every single day of the month, right? Um, but I'm bringing up this because, like I said earlier, the moon is is screaming at us this month. So, so the fact that it's making a conjunction with Jupiter is significant because, like I said, Jupiter is in Capricorn, and Capricorn is the major zodiac sign theme for the month. So this is actually a date that you want to pay attention to because with all of the intense energy that's happening, you want to look for every opportunity that you can where something is happening in your favor saying, hey, I'm going to shine some light on some things for you that's going to help you out. Jupiter being the sign of opportunity, uh, growth, uh, fortune, luck, um, and expansion and all these wonderful things, rewards for your work and all of that. The moon is going to be highlighting things. Now, it may be emotional. Right, because the moon deals with emotions, but understand that on this particular day and right around this time, whatever those emotions are heightened about, that's giving you more clues in regards to the rewards that you're getting. Or you may actually get a bunch of rewards on that day or around that day, and you just happen to be emotional because you're emotional about the rewards that you get. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so just keep that in mind. That's going to be something that can help lift you up during this um this intense time that we're moving through. So once again, that was. January 22nd, Wednesday, January 22nd, and it actually goes exact at 9.45 that night, 9.45 p.m., so keep in mind that. Now, very next day, Thursday, January 23rd, see, we're wrapping up the month, honey, we're, we're moving through a little bit faster now, mm, right? Yeah. The joke is because I'm the sergeant of arms of the, of the episodes, and I, you know, the timekeeper. <laughs> yeah, but, but we knew this episode had we to be knew. longer. Mm. There was no way we could just give y'all an hour with all right. this. All right. I would have I felt like, you know, what, what did we just do? But um, the very following day, we got a lot happening on this day, too. Thursday, January 23rd, we got the sun squaring Uranus. Squaring means a 90-degree angle. It's making a 90-degree angle with Uranus early in the morning, right after midnight at uh, 1.54 a.m. And we also have Venus making a sextile. That sextile uh, angle is another angle that keeps coming up this month, which is 60 degrees. And Venus, once again, is in the picture. But this time it's Venus and Jupiter. Mm, 
that's going to be sweet. All right. So remember that date too. So we had uh, January 22nd and January 23rd. So right two days back to back, we got some real sweet energy coming in. So you definitely want to make sure you remember that so you can um, capitalize on that and pay attention to the signs that you're getting. Um, once again, Venus is what we're attracted to. Um, it's about money, um, relationships, and a bunch of other stuff. Pleasure. But Jupiter, once again, is the opportunities, the luck, the fortune, the rewards. So, um, and that also is going to give us more hints about what the Venus retrograde is going to be like later in the year. Now, Moon also conjoins Pluto and it conjoins Saturn on that same day. So, once again, I said the Moon was going to be making a lot of really important um, alignments going to be opposing a lot of alignments this particular time is actually making contact with both pluto and saturn on that same day so pluto and saturn even though saturn is now past pluto and it's starting to gradually 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 inch away from it it's still right there in the same area so the moon hits both of them still on that same day as the sun squaring as, as the sun squaring uranus and as venus sextiles jupiter i know this is a lot of information i'm giving y'all but just understand I've cut it down a lot, all right? It could have been way more. So just bear with me. You know, listen to this episode over and over again. Go back over this information because I know it's a lot. And this one is a particularly important one because this is setting the tone for, like, long term. Yes. That's another reason why we're wanting to be thorough. I mean, I joke about the time and everything and it being long because, you know, I'm a fan of short podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> like, short as in 30 minutes or less. 45 maybe, you know, um, short and sweet, but that's, you know, the way I communicate. And, you know, Shaman Hands, is he's more of the, I guess, many details as possible. Give the people everything they need. <laughs> but in this case, we, are, we went into it knowing that it needed to be a longer episode because not only is a lot going on, but this is going to set the tone for, like, a while. A very long time. A very long Several time. Several years. Remember I Several said... Several years. A couple generations. Right. So, right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Remember I said this alignment only when we talk about Saturn and Pluto particularly, that conjunction alignment between those two planets only happens three times a century. So, yes, this is definitely setting the tone for quite, um, quite the length of time. And... I didn't mention this, but Saturn-Pluto conjunctions, if you go back for the, the previous three ones that we've had, they've all dealt with war and um, and fighting, like, amongst nations, you know what I'm saying? Especially the two prior to the last one that we had. The last one definitely still dealt with that indirectly, um, but the one prior to that was the pretty much the ending of World War II, and the one prior to that was the start of World War One. Mm. right interesting right Mm -hmm. if you think about what's going on in the news right now so just throwing that out there but yes keep um listening to this podcast over and over again share it with your people um whether you think they'll be interested or not as long as you're not putting yourself in a situation where you know somebody will try to like go witch hunting after you or something like that because you into astrology all right so moving on friday January 24th, Friday, uh, next week, the week, the week after this coming week is a busy week too. So we had Wednesday the 22nd, January 23rd, that Thursday, and then now that Friday, and we got something happening that Saturday. So we got two really, really busy weeks back to back. 
All right, so let's talk about Friday, January 24th. We have a new moon. So we just had the eclipse that's coming this Friday. We talked about that already. Now, an eclipse, the lunar eclipse is a new moon, for those that didn't put that together. So we have, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, the eclipse, the lunar eclipse, It's a lot going on in my head, y'all. Forgive me. <laughs> Forgive me. Work with me. Um, the lunar eclipse is a full moon. And then two weeks later, we have a new moon. Okay. Now, new moon is the same thing we had when we had the solar eclipse. Okay, so the solar eclipse is a new moon. Now we're moving into the lunar eclipse, which is a full moon this Friday. And we have another new moon on Friday, January 24th. This time, the new moon is in Aquarius. So once again, we're waking people up. <laughs> Woke folk. Woke folk. Um, but also the new moon always deals with a lot of emotions coming up. So I want to make sure I... I mention that too because it's like we have the moon screaming all month long in different ways but one thing the moon is going to be saying every time it shows up is is bringing emotions with it just in different ways fortunately we got jupiter involved in some of that but with the new moon being aquarius this is going to be an interesting one because now the sun is in aquarius and with this particular alignment and so now the moon is like triggering some emotions around what it means to be awake once again and things that we may not have wanted to see before but now we got to see it because our eyes are being forced open all right so that's the 24th um that friday and then that saturday the very next day january 25th we have the beginning of the lunar year so we are starting off a whole new some people call it the chinese year and this is the year of the rat so for those who are into the Chinese astrology, well, that's what I am in Chinese this, astrology. You're she's a rat, y'all. <laughs> Dang, why you gotta she, say? I like mean, that? I, I was okay. I apologize. <laughs> she's I apologize. a rat, y'all. It made you laugh. It though. did because it came out so funny. You didn't even realize it. I didn't realize it. <laughs> <laughs> so shout out to all my rats out there. <laughs> This is your year. <laughs> <laughs> Can't nobody talk shit about you right now. No. So, okay. So, moving on, moving on. Very next day. We got a lot of back-to-back stuff happening. Um, day after day this month. Sunday, January 26th. Venus squares Mars. Now, let's talk about this for a second. We wrapping up the month. But this is definitely something we want to talk about because, like I said, this is another year where we have both a Venus retrograde and a Mars retrograde. We're going to talk more about that in upcoming episodes. But we talked a lot about preview energy this month already. This is another huge one. So while some of the Venus alignments that we already spoke about and Mars too, while that's going to kind of give us some previews as to what we will have to be focusing on to make it through these Venus and Mars retrogrades later in the year. This particular alignment with Venus and Mars is significant, of course, because it deals with both of them. But it's a square. It's a 90-degree angle. 90-degree angles are typically harsh angles. Okay, so some people say that an opposition 
is the most challenging angle that you can have. Me personally, my opinion, 90 degrees is a little less uh, desirable. I'll say it like that. I'm not going to get into the details of why, but just understand that when you have two planets making a 90 degree angle, you can consider it to be like those planets are arguing with each other. So you're going to have later in the year, Venus is going to be wanting you to give it a lot of attention because it's giving you a review period saying, hey, you need to go over some stuff dealing with me that you ain't taking care of and I'm about to throw it in your face. Mars is going to be saying the exact same thing later in the year. On January 26th, they're going to be arguing with each other, kind of like fighting for the spotlight, if you will. So Venus is going to be saying, well, I ain't I ain't trying to hear what you got to say, Mars. Mars is going to be like, well, I ain't trying to hear what you got to say, Venus. And then they also, you'll see that playing out in your relationship. So, honey, I'm letting you know now we're going to prepare for this. We're going to set aside some time to make sure that we have plenty of rest. <laughs> I just see the way he's looking at me. I'm just saying. Telling me this. He's looking me all in my eye. And he's looking so serious I gotta right give now. You, I got to give you the googly eyes. Oh, my God. On January 26th, honey, <laughs> Venus is going to be squaring Mars. So we need to make sure <laughs> that we got it together so we're not taking that out on each other. Oh, my goodness. All right. Okay. I want everybody that's listening to take heed to what I'm saying. This is how you want to say it, fellas. Oh, my God. This is how you want to talk to your women. You want to set them down nice and gently. Say, honey, on January 26th, <laughs> <laughs> we might be dealing with some things that we would otherwise not choose to have to deal with relationship-wise. So rest up, y'all, before January 26th. You know, make sure you got plenty of food in the refrigerator. Make sure your woman ain't ain't um, liable to get hungry. You know what I'm saying? Make sure you got all your re- make sure you got all your resources in place. You don't want no surprises. You know, with your woman coming home from work, she pissed off because somebody made her mad, and now you scrambling trying to get dinner ready because she griping at you, and all that other stuff. Ladies, be extra gentle with your with your men. You know what I'm saying? They may have come home, they got in a fight that day. You know what I'm saying? They try not to kill their boss because the boss said something to him wrong and threatened their whole. The whole um, job security. <laughs> and now they're thinking about having to figure out a way to continue to take care of you. Oh, my goodness. They don't know how to explain it to you. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> this is how it be, though. Oh, my goodness. Am I, am I lying? This is how it be. Am I lying? Say, tell me I'm lying. <laughs> she she looking at me hard, but she ain't saying I'm lying. I'm just saying. So I'm I'm, I'm trying to help y'all out, y'all. But, but we need this help, too, though. This is for us, too. So, January 26th, just be prepared for a potential clash of the Venus and Mars energy, the men and the women, the boys and the girls. Send out some love for everybody so we can make it through January 26th. All right, so we're about to move on to the next alignment. One last thing I want to say is another thing during that period, and this is because Venus is going to be in Pisces. We've been talking about Pisces a lot. Remember, Mars is in Sagittarius at this point. So this is actually, um, this is kind of comical to me. This is this is funny to me because, you know, we talk about the man cave and men need to go off in their man cave and be left alone. And, you know, our sister's trying to figure out, well, when are they going to come out their man cave? You go in your man cave too much and I need to talk to you and all this kind of stuff, right? So, fellas, just let them know you'll be back. 
with Mars and Sagittarius, you're going to have a lot of men need to go off into their own space. It may seem like they need to go off further than usual. Mars, Sagittarius is long distance travel, right? Venus is Pisces, illusion. So, fellas, please communicate to your sisters. Let them know what's going on. Even if you got to make it short and then get ghost, get ghost for a little bit, let them know that you're coming back because it's going to be easier for them to come up with all kind of stuff in their mind that they don't want to think is true about why you're leaving and he don't care about me no more and I need to just move on now and all this kind of stuff. All right. <laughs> so I know, I know. The I'm just, job. all right, we're going to see y'all. You look, <laughs> after January 26th, y'all let me know. Let me know if I was off base. I'm just letting you know. I'm, I'm just letting you know. Giving you some giving you some notice so you can be prepared. All right? Communicate with each other, y'all. Be gentle. But definitely communicate with each other. Especially you fellas. Because I know it's hard sometimes. We be abbreviating our sentences. We just want to get away. We don't want to take all that time. We can't think straight. But say something. Just, just say, I'll be back. I think that shaman hands wants to do a relationship episode that's what I it mean, sounds like we can do that we can do that but i just i just want to throw that in there <laughs> just want to throw that in there all right moving on we're about to wrap it up y'all we got two more dates to talk about and then we're gonna get out of here all right monday this is once again back a back-to-back day so we had wednesday thursday friday and now sunday and monday and Tuesday. So we're going to wrap it up on a Tuesday. Monday, January 27th, Venus conjoins Neptune. So Venus is now joining the spot of Neptune in the sky. Neptune has been in Pisces for a while. It's going to be there for a while. But now Venus is joining the Neptune energy, kicking up the illusion energy even more. So this is why I keep saying that the illusion energy is going to be so predominant this month because we got so many alignments that's triggering the energy of illusion. And with Neptune being in Pisces, Neptune rules Pisces. Neptune is the planet of illusion. Pisces is the sign of illusion. Now we got Venus coming into the picture once again being attracted to illusions. All right? Venus went into Pisces attracting illusions. Now it's lining up with the planet of Pisces attracting more. So just keep that in mind, y'all. I can't re I can't reiterate that enough. All right. Watch for the illusions. Let them go past. Stay focused. Don't get distracted. Um, get a lot of meditation in this month. More than usual if you can. Okay. I know I'm always stressing meditation as it is. Um, daily if possible. But this particular month, look towards meditation to be one of those things in addition to the divination to help you break through the illusions and um, and remain centered and remain clear about what's going on beyond the surface of things. Because a lot of the surface stuff is going to be thrown in your face this month. All right. Now we're here, honey. We made it. The final date that we're going to discuss Tuesday, January 28th. We got the moon squaring Mars. There's that moon again. Remember, I just talked. <laughs> There's that moon. There's again. that moon again. Remember, I just talked about the square energy too, that 90 degree angle. So we had it with Venus and Mars, right? With that whole soap opera I just gave y'all. Now we got the moon coming in, doing the same thing with Mars, bringing that emotion to Mars in the same way that the Venus energy was interacting with Mars. So that's why I said. The moon is screaming this month. That's another thing I can't reiterate enough. Emotions, emotions, emotions. Um, 
with the moon squaring Mars, that specific angle in particular, whenever that happens, there's a tendency for impulsive emotional thinking. All right? So watch for that. Please do not make any impulsive moves around that time because they will be emotion-based. And it's probably going to have a lot of illusion involved because of what we just mentioned. All right? Some other things that happened that day. This is a big day. The moon conjoins Neptune. So we just had the Venus conjunction of Neptune or conjunction with Neptune the day before. Now we got the moon having a conjunction with Neptune, enhancing once again the illusion energy. All right? On top of the fact that we got the tendency for impulsive emotional thinking that day. And then also now Mars is squaring Neptune that same day. Now with the Mars square um, of Neptune or the Mars square with Neptune, anytime you have that particular alignment, you have a tendency for laziness, procrastination. <laughs> and check this out, religious fanaticism. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to touch that one. Um, and then we have the moon conjoining Venus in Pisces. So that's a lot of like energy being stirred up between the moon, Venus, and Mars right around that time. Okay, so y'all joking about my, y'all laughing at me and my soap operas, but y'all going to see. <laughs> Okay, I'm done, honey. How'd I do? You did wonderful. You did wonderful. And like I said, it was, we knew it was going to be a, 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 not heavy, but just a loaded episode um, this month because it's the first episode of the year and it's just so much going on. And so I'm so glad that we started this Why in the Sky early. You know, like we started it, you know, some months prior going into this new year. Um, because this is why we started it. We started it because we knew what was coming. We've been knowing what was coming for the last several years, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we just want to help you all prepare for it. So um, make it the best use, you know, out of this information. That's the point. You know, I'm all about, you know, putting what you know and your knowledge into your daily practice. You know, my attitude is if, if you can't, put it to use in your daily life, it's obsolete. It's got no point, you know, like it's, it's, it's what's, what's it for? So this is the astrology and the spirituality and the readings that we bring to you that you can actually apply. Um, so yeah, you did great. Like you, you pretty much confirmed everything that I said in, in my reading and then some, and, um, you know, you gave more than enough information to, to prepare folks for the rest of this month. That's what I want to hear. So that is it. Wow. For this month's why in the sky. Um, Classic. Right. And, you know, we apologize. I meant to get this out Sunday. You guys who follow us on Facebook, you know that we had, basically we lost the original episode that we recorded. We, we were wrapping up and realized that this whole portion that Shamanian's of, of his astrology part didn't even get recorded. So we're like, oh my God. But again, you know, like I said, that goes into the whole going with the flow. So Eclipse Right. So I mean, you know, I'm just grateful that we were able to re-record and get the information out to you all. But definitely take this and run with it. 
use it, take use your notes, replay, uh, replay it, you review. know, review, apply it, share, share, <laughs> yes, um, and just you know, use this month to your best advantage because it is a it is a monumental like the energy is buzzing like all of and I I see it like so many of my little the little witches I follow on Instagram are like they're just preaching about how their magic has been on 10 since January 1st. And I know I've been feeling it too. Yo, magic on fleek. Yo, magic's on fleek, yo. You know, I've just been loving it. I, so, said, I said I would never start using that word. I know, right? It's so funny. I did he, that for her. You did. You No, he didn't. I did that for her. Oh, my goodness. Don't, don't let him have you believe that. <laughs> I, do not, I do not condone the use of the word fleek. Oh, my God. So, yes. So, we thank you so, so much for listening in. Definitely follow all of the advice that we, um, you know, dropped in this episode. Because if you can, this month is so many opportunities that will open up for you. It really is. It really is. Like I like I said in my Facebook post, I accomplished two of my major um, vision board goals in my first week. Uh, it ain't even been the seven days. Like, I, I accomplished it, like like on Friday, like within the first like five days or three days of this year. And these were yearly goals. Right. Like this is like on my, right. So like for all of 2020, for all of 2020, I was able to knock out two of those major goals. And so if you have that focus and that determination and you just use your, your emotions correctly and you, you know, you remove any distractions, like you could really make some shit pop this month that is going to just put you in a really good place. But that's the key. She said, remove the distractions because there are going to be tons of them. Yes. Remove them and you're going to have so much space open up. For that's you. why I'm so optimistic. Um, that's why I tell people I'm so ready to twerk on 2020 <laughs> because I am with it. I'm so with it. So I'm ready for you to twerk too. Oh my goodness! Yeah, <laughs> see, look, <laughs> don't we over here being inappropriate? Change the whole episode, right? <laughs> into something else. Oh my god. Okay. Okay. Anyways, right. So with that being <laughs> said, thank you so much for tuning in. If you um, we definitely love the feedback that we get from you guys. Um, we Any suggestions you have, we take those into consideration. Any ideas or topics you want us to talk about or you want me to talk about, I'll, you know, I'm willing to hear you out. So if you want to reach out to me, uh, my email is therapeuticvibrations at gmail.com. Um, I updated my website. Woohoo. You know, all right, all right, yeah, all right. It's a completely new look. And yeah, yeah. So there's a contact form on my website on bethevibe.com if you want to drop me a line. I'm on Instagram, chrysalis underscore sun. I'm on Facebook, not that much, but I am on Facebook, chrysalis sun. What do the, the Be The Vibe members get? Oh, the be the oh yeah. So we um basically personalize attention for me, but webinars um we do weekly. I mean monthly webinars, Q and A's. They uh, access to private content such as spells, pl- um, information about different plant medicine, videos, how to videos for conjure. And this, the first three months of this year, we're gonna be focusing on sex magic. So um, we're going to be doing a full hey. mini series on sex magic. So that and um, uh, videos and how tos when it comes to uh, sex ritual and sex magic. So that's what the V the Vibe members are getting. Oh, um, yes. So yeah. With that being said, um, 
I'm open for readings, um, for tarot readings, mediumship readings, bone readings. Um, I specialize in divination and mediumship. I've been getting a lot of really great clients and, and uh, sessions, feedback from sessions. So if you feel like you need to reach out to someone else for that clarity that we spoke about, I'm available. Just hit me up. I'm not taking new clients until the 23rd. Um, is when I start taking clients again, but you, you're welcome to book, um, early, just, you know, go on the site and book me. Um, and, but my, my appointments open up on towards the end of the month and, uh, Mr. Shaman, how can they, uh, get a hold of you? What you got going on? Just know that if you're taking any new clients on the 23rd, <laughs> the sun will be squaring Uranus that day. I'm just saying. There's a lot going on today. Anyway, I'm done, honey. I'm done. Y'all can, <laughs> right can reach me. Um, well, I was about to say on Facebook, but you're probably not going to reach me on Facebook. Um, a lot of people be sending me DMs on Facebook, and I have to keep reminding people that that's not the best way to reach me because by the time I finally do get the message, it's probably like a month, two months, three months uh, from the time that you sent it. Um, I am on Facebook. If you want to, you know, just follow me on there. You can follow me at Shaman Hands. Um, I do post quite a bit, but I don't check my messages on there hardly ever. Um, I'm also on Instagram. Um, that's a decent way to contact me on Instagram. Um, my Instagram is Spirit Science Institute. All one word, no underscores, no dashes, no special symbols. Just Spirit Science Institute. And um, my website, if you want to book any of my services that are available right now, including readings, that is astrology readings, card readings, um, wellness consultations, um, anything of that nature, my website is Rev Sean. That's R E V S H A W N dot A S dot M E. RevShawn.as.me. My email is shamanhandsinfo at gmail.com. So the best ways to reach me are by email. If you feel like you don't, you're not ready to book something, you just need to send me a message or you're trying to inquire about something, email me um, or send me an Instagram DM. And if you are ready to book, just go straight to the website, lock it in so you can grab that time because I don't really have a whole, whole lot of time available this month to give out uh, readings and consultations. But, um, yeah, if you if you know for sure you need something, jump on there quick. Like, go matter of fact, go right now and, um, and, <laughs> and book something because I'm pretty sure that this month is going to fill up pretty quickly, uh, to be honest. So that is how you can contact me or book me for my services and thank you so much chrysalis once again for yes, having me on yes so thank you again for listening take this information and make this month pop and uh you know go ahead and you know survive the month <laughs> if you can get through the month um but again thank you for listening and we will catch you next month we love you guys peace <laughs>